Yeah, I think as a former Blockbuster employee that um, I will never use Netflix. Do you have a lot of company loyalty to Blockbuster? Mm, no. video first of all well first of all oh grime is a is a local group to miami okay so that's that's one key component right uh and uh my really what i'm really happy about is i tweeted uh i tweeted a link to the video Mm -hmm. and i put um crazy ass video of the day award goes to and then i tweeted the video link and the and the uh, video director El Ray, like must have had, um, some kind of Google alerts or something to where when somebody links their video, he gets it because he retweeted it, and then like the band members retweeted it, <laughs> and now it's got twenty Facebook likes, which is uh, by far the the most liked video on the page right now, in it's very early stages. Um, which leads me to believe that we need to declare a video the something of the day every day. It we need to do just a some... video of the day. It, but it needs to be. It needs to be given like an arbitrary award every day, like crazy ass video of the day. But tomorrow it'll be a different award, right? You know, like best use of you know, uh, like this. Vi- oh, grime Taco Bell swag would also be like best use of chalupa as a shower showering device <laughs> so uh, if you haven't seen it uh, uh check it out oh grime taco bell swag it doesn't have the i mean basically it's 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 a rap video about taco bell and they're in and out of a taco bell and you know nothing against the directors or, or the people making the video but it's not the highest budget video i think it's safe to say that it's got a sort of a DIY uh, bent to it. Um, we've got our two guys uh, who are basically hotboxing in the car and eating Taco Bell um, for the entire video. And I think the, the thing that the hook, you know, every video needs the hook. The hook is these two ladies uh, who we never see the faces of um, who are in G-strings or, or some... Uh, very small uh, bottom undergarment just sort of shaking their asses around for the whole video and they're like pouring like Taco Bell food they're like they're like slamming their asses together on (laughs) onto a chalupa and or a taco or nachos or something there's like nachos down and the and the girl just sits on it Um, this isn't even at either of our picks of the week this is just this this goes in the lead because it's yeah, it is quite quite an amazing video. And the the funniest thing is, I follow El Ray on Twitter now, mm-hmm. naturally, and uh, um, because it's an amazing video. It's an amazing video. It's not like there's no other way this video could be. You know what I mean? Like it couldn't be Taco Bell swag and like them not be smoking weed in a car and then bathing with a taco. Mm-hmm. Like if this video didn't have taco bathing, it would be. 
And it's it, real they taco baiting. They don't. Oh, they didn't dick around. Taco baiting. No, he didn't fuck around. He ruined a hat for that scene too, probably. Probably. Um, yeah. But uh, the director El Ray just all day is just saying the most ridiculous things like. This is my second $5 box of the day. Like, just really pushing hard for Taco Bell shit. It's like, oh, just got a cheesy gordita crunch. Swag. Hashtag swag. <laughs> just, like, all day. That's his That's his thing. Just but talking about talking about different burritos and different menu items from Taco Bell. Do you know which so. Taco Bell this was in Miami? I've been to a few of them. No. No, I don't. There are, there are more than a few of them, though. Oh, I would imagine, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I'm guessing that a lot of the Taco Bell scenes are not that difficult to have uh, achieved. What do you think the most difficult shot of this video was? Um, well, okay, I, I would imagine that going to any person and saying, listen, we're going to grease up your ass. You're going to bump asses with some other uh, chick and we're just going to pour like not. You're going to have nachos. And, you know, in places where you never dreamed you'd have pieces of nachos and the entire time we're going to need you to be continuously shaking your ass. I think that sort of part of casting those two women may have been the hardest yeah. part. Do you think it was a stylistic choice for them to not show their faces or do you think? I think it was. It really <laughs> it was. was. A requirement, it was a requirement of the girls. Like, all right, we'll do this, but I'm not fucking showing my face. Right. There's it's safe to say that uh, those girls are probably not related to any of the members. Of, you know, a lot of times you'll shoot a music video and it's like, oh, shit, I don't have anyone to use. We need uh, some fe- We have some female parts. Uh, see if my, you know, see if my cousin, see if my sister is busy. I don't think that that took place for this music video. Now I'm kind of starting to put on my, um, uh, you know, uh film bullshitter hat and I'm taught and I'm thinking about the different aspects of it too because we have these two uh female characters who we never see the faces of they're essentially um you know faceless they're dehumanized and then we have another female character who is uh very faceful we don't see her any in any sexual contact and she has a speaking part and Oh, yeah, she doesn't want Houston's or Five Guys. She doesn't want Houston's or Five Guys. This is what's interesting to me about this segment. She goes, you know, Houston's... Wait, what is Houston's, by the way? Houston's is, like, actually, like, a really nice steakhouse. Okay, I I was wondering if that was the same Houston's that I was thinking thinking of. That's what she's talking about, yeah. I don't know, because... It's a guess. I don't think that... Because she does say Cheesecake Factory. I think that the point that that character is trying to make is that... Whatever the fucking food option is, she wants fucking Taco Bell mm. because of the Taco Bell swag. Right. You you go to Cheesecake Factory, maybe it's a little more expensive. Maybe the atmosphere is nice. You get to sit down, but the swag doesn't come with it. There's uh, no swag at all at Cheesecake Factory. And then you go to McDonald's, plenty of swag, probably. One would think there's a lot of swag at McDonald's. However... It's not Taco Bell swag. Uh, so, Doug, you and I are big Reggie Watts fans. Um, namely of his song, Fuck Shit Stack. 
which is a fantastic you know, video. Pretty much every, anything Reggie Watts does. Any, yeah. But his, his uh, most popular video, I think, is Fuck Shit Stack. And this week on the podcast, we have Mr. Duncan Skiles, the director of said podcast or said video. Uh, Duncan has directed a bunch of other stuff. Uh, Truth for Chitty Bang and Opposite of Adults for Chitty Bang. Uh, Leave it alone for Operator Please and Rocket for Braun Reynolds. And uh, Words, Words, Words for uh, Bone Burnham, which is a really fun video. He's got he's got a few art EC type videos. Um mainly the ones for Chitty Bang, but like uh, Words, 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 Rocket, and Fuck Shit Stack are all really funny videos. Well, let's uh, check him out, uh, Duncan Skiles. went to school at NYU and I graduated in 2003 and I met a bunch of uh, guys there and we formed a collective and um, I, when we got out of school and the first project that we did as that uh, as that when we incorporated was a music video for uh, Fat Boy Slim um, and the deal was uh, that another production company was that was going to do it was just going to like kind of do it old school and waste all the money. And so it wasn't really feasible for the idea that we had. So we did it ourselves and, um, like it got it made and everything. And the guy who directed it, like it really helped his career and it helped like the company and everything. So, um, I sort of got into music videos, I guess, to that. I've never really actually been interested in music videos and I don't really like them that much because I feel um, like when I hear a song, like I, I form an image in my head and then a music video kind of just like makes it the same image for everybody permanently. If it's really good. Um, I mean, sometimes like a good music video can improve a bad song. Um, but you know, I've only made like a handful, like five music videos and, um, yeah. I, and most of those are with co-directors. Like the Reggie Watts video and the Chitty Bang video, the two of them, those were both with uh, Ben Dickinson. Mm-hmm. And I asked him if he wanted to do this, and he said no. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I, I you know I just want to be upfront about that. Uh, I don't consider myself really a music video director so much. It's just something I've done every once in a while, uh, as like kind of like an excuse to try some visual experiment or something like that. And in terms of those visual experiments, I mean, that's something that, um, you know, in the music videos that you've been involved in, those are very, you know, heavily featured. Um, so I thought we could talk about a few of those. And, and one of the ones that um, are the techniques that's been used in, I think, two two of the videos you've been involved in is the sort of large large head on a small body using the Reggie yeah. Watts, the fuck shit stack, and then the chitty bang uh, opposite of adults. Could you tell us a little bit about where that where that effect came from and, and, and why, you, why you used it? Um, when I was thinking of ideas for the Reggie Watts video, that just kind of popped into my head. And then I did a, uh, a test of it with my friend Christopher Ford, and it was really cool. And then I um, I showed it to Ben, and Ben was like, "Oh, I kind of had an idea like this 
for Chitty Bang, um, but they never they didn't approve it. Can I send him this test? And so I was like, yeah, sure. So he sent them um, that test, and they're like, oh, this is cool. And they approved the Chitty Bang video, and then I was also already planning to use it for the Reggie Watts video. So both of those things kind of like happened simultaneously, and um, it worked out. It's a cool effect. And then I saw the effect. And it's like some commercials um, for the for the NBA. I think. I just want to mention that that NBA one is nowhere near as good. It's they just <laughs> use, they just use pictures. They, they, oh really? Theirs isn't quite. Theirs isn't nearly as cool. So oh, okay. I just I do want to slide that in there. Um, it's it's interesting that you say that you know you you don't you know you you don't you don't like to do music videos. You don't aren't a fan of music videos because. Um, they define a, an image for a song. Um, do you think that that maybe is is why you take on some of these songs that kind of can't help but ha- give you your own image? You know, the first time that you hear that Reggie Watts song, um, or even the the Bo Burnham song, you know, they're you know they they're so kind of vivid, vivid mm-hmm. that no matter what you're gonna get your own image in your head. Do you think that that's why you choose to tackle these videos or did it just come across? Well, I'll do a music video like when I need to make some money and it'll come out good when it's a situation where I won't have a lot of interference from the label or if it's not like a really strong performance video. Um, I've tried like one video where it was kind of like a standard performance video where the band needed to look cool and... I just don't know how to do that. So I pick videos based on, like, the amount of freedom that I'll get and uh, and also just when I need to make some money. Um, in terms of... One thing that was interesting I thought about some of the music videos you've been involved with is they're, they involve comedy a lot. And if, mm-hmm. and if you... And anybody listening, if you go on to uh, thewaverlyfilms.com slash Duncan... You'll see a long list of some uh, some really fantastic comedy shorts. Um, they far out they outnumber some of the other you know titles on the list. I mean, it, it, do you think comedy is is you know you know area that you're most interested in? <clears throat> I yeah, it is. It's not necessarily what I'm best at. I think I'm best at like creating tension and doing kind of scary stuff because that's super easy. Um, but comedy is what I'm most interested in because it's the hardest thing to do. If you're not getting like a a very specific result, i.e., people laughing, then you're not doing it right. Um, so yeah, totally. But comedy is what I'm interested in. And um, I like to ask you about the um. Where where is it the uh, Bo Burnham words 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 video? Because mm-hmm. um, he's not. I guess he's not. If you go on his profile or his page on Wikipedia, he's kind of listed as an internet internet celebrity, which is kind of a a, a new thing. Um, and so it's not really a traditional music video in the sense that it's you know a, a, you know musical artist. I was wondering how you came associated with that music video and and what the process was like you know creating that. Yeah, well, that was the second video that I'd done for Bo. And uh, I, I think the first one I did this for the song called High School Party. And um, 
I think our, our, we have the same manager, and that's how that got hooked up. And the first one that I did was not very good. It was kind of like a literal vis- visualization of Bo's lyrics, and it just didn't work that well. Um, and But then he wanted to do another one, thankfully. And I, at that time, was really, after, I, after doing the Reggie Watts video, um, there's like one section of the Reggie Watts video where there's like a bunch of um, Reggie's like replicating and he's doing, he's on a gray background. Right. And I wanted to do something like that and see how far I could go with that. Um, and I really was like not in the mood to deal with uh, like shooting and production. So that Bo Burnham video is like 85% um, like stuff from Google Images. <laughs> I think I recognize a cat face from Google Images. There's a few. Yeah, I can, I can yeah. definitely see that. I saw in the comments on YouTube somebody recognized uh, this, like, uh, Pikachu uh, mask that she had <laughs> knit. Was it? Yeah. And um, I, do, I co-directed that with Sean Donnelly, who's, like, a really good animator. And we just sat down, and I had, like, a list of ideas that we had, and... Uh, we just like cranked it out. Now, I'd like to ask you about something you said that you do music videos when you want to make money, which mm-hmm. most of the people we speak with, they want to do music videos when they want to do anything else but make money. Um, it's, you know, a lot of people say that, you know, there's not really a lot of money in music videos nowadays because of whatever, the state of the music industry or oversaturation of it. Um, yeah, and maybe it's different in New York because a lot of the people we talk to are, are, are in Los Angeles. Uh, you know, what is your take on, on the music video industry right right now in terms of, you know, the money that's in it and, and the work that's involved? Um, it's definitely true that there's not, like, a lot of money in it. And I've seen that just since I got into it, um... I guess like eight years ago, I wasn't directing eight years ago, but my friends were, and um, there was more, there were bigger budgets for it. But I, you know, I'm not making that much money anyway, and I'd rather be making not that much money, like directing a music video, than editing something for somebody. That's I also edit, and I find that like incredibly boring. So I would, uh, you know, I just. I would rather just make a little bit of money directing than making a little bit more money editing. And do you do you edit your own stuff? I do, yeah. I and I don't find editing my own stuff boring. I I'm it's it's also an ego thing. I just I really like think of myself as a director and like editing for other people just kind of like really bothers me. And I mean it, it it's interesting cuz we we've observed you know a lot of um people who are really adamant about editing their own music video stuff because they find it's really an important part of you know creating it it's almost one of the most the most important steps in the process mm-hmm. i mean do you, do you do you find like especially for a video like words 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 or like fuck shit stack where there's just a lot of um you know effects work after the fact do you find that it, it's really one of the most important steps or maybe you know the most important steps in the process <clears throat> the editing yeah yeah i yeah i i i guess so i it's like with videos like that it's kind of like it comes to it comes together 
as you're doing it. So there's no script and there's no like solid um, uh, plan really. So sort of like I'm discovering it as I go. Mm-hmm. So I, I wouldn't really be able to hand it off to somebody because I would not have instructions for them. So when so when you say that there's not like a real script, so so what is like the production process for a video like fuck shit stack? Are you just with Reggie Watts and and not having any real plan going in, and you're just gonna kind of let him bring his personality, and then you kind of manipulate that in post? Or mm, I mean, uh, there's a plan to it. We have setups and stuff, um, but as far as like. You know, I know I want to have one part where it's like on green screen and there's replicating Reggie's and I want to have one part that kind of looks like a video game and I'll have I'll have some stuff in the um in this like big warehouse space. There's 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 a little bit of a plan, but there's a lot of like room for uh shifting stuff around. And that's really important when you're when working with Reggie cuz he's like He's super into improvising and keeping it loose. So how does that compare to when, you know, you're you're working with a lot of the same effects um, in a video, like for the Chitty Bang video, uh, but those guys, you know, probably aren't come, you know, aren't really cut from the same improv chord or right. whatever. Uh, is there, you know, is there a difference between how you approach, you know, that, even though it's the same effect? Mm, well... With Chitty Bang, we just had to go super fast because the budget was really low. It was $8,000. And, I mean, the budget on Reggie wasn't any higher. It was ten. dollars um, Chitty Bang, we had one day to shoot everything. And so we did it more like a standard music video where we would just set up and, like, shoot some performance and then go to the next thing and then kind of, like, figure it out in the editing. Um, but with the Reggie thing, actually, the Reggie thing had more of a plan. It was more of like um, I knew what the sequence was much more. The Reggie and the Chitty Bang, it was just like figure it out in editing. And in the the Reggie Watts video, that's that's actually his body with that big head effect. And in the Chitty Bang video, it's it's uh, stuntmen and stuff. It's, yeah, it's like teenagers, kids doing backflips off. Yeah, yeah, it's like there's like some ten year old kids, and then there's some fourteen year old kids um, who are on skateboards. Just different kids, like, depending on what they could do, if they could dribble or skate or whatever. I'd like to ask you about uh, the worst computer ever. Okay. Because um, that's, that's – I, I find that really, really entertaining um, yeah, me too. on many, many levels, especially the line, air low on mayonnaise. Um, <laughs> that's my voice, by the way. Oh, that is your voice? Okay. Yeah. That was that was fantastic. Thank you. Um, and I mean, it, it, it seems uh, I liked it a lot because the effects were so like lo-fi. You could tell like there was like a you know an actual prop and you yeah. lit it on fire and, and stuff like that. Um, and it, it sort of it reminded me of the Brian Reynolds video, the, the rocket video, where this is just like the most convincing portrayal of a skeleton gambling and going down <laughs> two girls in a whirlpool I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to ask you, you know, about working with, um, you know, like really physical props like that and, and how that, you know, how the, how the production process like that goes, especially how it relates to the, the rocket video. 
Um, well, I'm into that. I'm into physical things. Um, it's a pain in the ass. I mean, <laughs> I was, uh, that was, we sh- we did that in 2005. That was my first, uh, music video that Brown Reynolds won. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really liked that one. We went out to Vegas and like, I was like in the desert, like crawling on my knees, carrying a skeleton torso <laughs> above me. Um, for that one shot, it was super painful and like any kind of puppeteering and um, props manipulation is just is is a pain in the ass, but it's totally worth it. You guys went all the way to to Vegas for that. Yeah, oh, yeah, nice. we went out. To, yeah, um, we shot we shot in um, we the casino was an Indian restaurant in Greenpoint, Brooklyn, and then we were on the strip in Las Vegas and out in the desert in Las Vegas, and we also shot in a hotel room in Atlantic City for um the whirlpool and that's like an example of how we could stretch the dollar in the early days of the making music videos with the uh, waverly films now in terms of i mean i know you you mentioned you know maybe you don't watch a lot of, or you know probably don't watch a lot of music videos but is there any music video like that that maybe you draw any inspiration from or some that you think are are worthwhile that you've seen over the years yeah totally um i really i saw this video for kid cuddy recently where he's like laying down on a couch or and then it turns into something else like the camera turns and he's in a different space i thought that was awesome it's pursuit of happiness i think it is yeah, and then I heard they made another video for it because the label thought it was, like, not, I don't know. Yeah, cool. I think there's, a, there's another one with, like, Drake and balloons and uh, and and uh, brown alcohol. Yeah, it wasn't as good. Um, my friend uh, John Watts made a video for Spento Band uh, that's animation. It's, like, paper cutout animation that I think is amazing. And he did that with Sean Donnelly. Um, the one that Spike Jones did, where the person is uh, is on fire, the ver- like the first video that he did, I love that. And the one that Michelle Gondry did for the Chemical Brothers, uh, where it's like replicating all those layers of uh, video feedback with cardboard cutouts, I, I love that. And um, I love the video for Thriller, but who doesn't? <laughs> That's true. That's yeah. a that's a common thread. Yeah. Um, sorry, I uh, lost my. I was just writing down the sp- Spinto band. I had I hadn't seen that one. Um, mm, no when when you uh when you f- first started, you said that the um uh that you you weren't directing for Waverly Films initially. What what was your role? Um, I was editing. I was oh, so you, editing, you yeah, started I edited editing. the yeah the Fat Boy Slim video that uh, John Watts did. What video was that, by the way? Um, the first one was for a song called "Wonderful Night." Mm-hmm. And then the second one was for a song called "The Joker," which is Fat Boy Slim's cover of the Steve Miller song. Oh, nice. So do you guys, uh, you know, you you know, you some you you take on different roles sometimes and you do different things. Do you prefer that it's just credited as Waverly or, you know, do you, do you 
care for the individual credits as much, or is it more about the collective? Um, well, kind of getting the recognition. It's always been confusing to all of us, and Waverly Films is kind of like not. I mean, we've kind of like broken up a little bit. I mean, I still work with those guys. We work together on stuff, but we're not what we were um, uh, like five years ago at all. It's it's just been slowly dissolving over the last ten years, and it's not that's not a bad thing. It's just um, the, the, the that was a problem of like it was sometimes it was like collectively credited, like so, it, something good would happen and that would help all of us, but then you could get I, I mean I felt like I was getting lost in the mix at times and uh, you know I, I've kind of like as as we all have just been going out and doing stuff more and trying to make a name for myself instead of the Waverly thing you know like communism doesn't work <laughs> that's true um, I mean and where should people look for you now where's the canonical place to, to look for your stuff um, well still my Waverly page and I've been I got a desk at uh, Green Card in, uh, in Manhattan. And so I'm you know I'm kind of considering well I'm trying to like direct for them, but it's like it's hard to get me um, like commercial work because a lot of stuff in my reel, like the production value is not very high. So it's it's difficult to sell me to an agency and a client. Um, and I'm also like just kind of like a bad, director to deal with people like that like i just i don't understand advertising and like i have a mild distrust of um people who work for advertising agencies like i just don't understand them as as human beings uh so if you went to if somebody was like duncan should uh, direct this commercial he distrusts you as human beings and here is sherlock holmes robot that's not doesn't it's not a good combination no it's not it hasn't <laughs> it hasn't worked out but um i've been really busy uh with stuff kind of just doing my own stuff and it's working out fine and in ter- what have you got in the pipeline well i'm actually doing an ad now um that uh i can't it's like it's sort of a viral thing that i can't really talk about but um and then I I went to Miami a couple months ago, uh, and it was uh, this this organization called Borscht contacted Waverly Films and asked if if somebody wanted to come down to Miami and make a movie for their festival, and um, I, I was the only one who wanted to do it, so I went down there and I went with a director from Green Card, Andrew Zuccaro, and we co-directed this thing with uh, an electronic musician from Miami in the lead role named Otto von Schirach. And it's a sci-fi comedy, and it came out really well. We shot on the 5D. It's got tons of special effects. There's like stop motion. There's a puppet, um, and then there's tons of like computer graphics. And uh, I'm very excited about it. It's going to premiere uh, in a couple weeks, and then it's going to go like around the different festivals. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, a lot of stuff that you you. Um... A lot of the stuff on your uh, Waverly page is. It, what were you shooting with uh, those with? Like a lot of the comedy shorts. Uh, early early stuff would be on a Sony VX two thousand, and then later stuff would be on a Panasonic HVX two hundred. And uh, 
and now I would shoot stuff on uh, like the 5D for on film. And you you cut in Final Cut. Yeah. Um, and actually, I wanted to ask you about the your involvement with the Reggie Watts uh, Comedy Central special, because um, it's, it's sort of different. It's a you know, like a, a live event. Um, what, what was your role in that? I directed that. Was it like uh, a live a live switch? Yeah, well, um, there were we had several cameras at each venue, and I had all the monitors uh, there, so I could direct the uh, the camera guys um, during the event. But then it was all edited later. There was no live editing. Okay, and and you seem to do a lot of stuff with Reggie Watts. Are you his best well, friend? Yeah, I'm his only friend. Nice. <laughs> no, it's the other way around. Actually, we're pals. Uh, we had such a good time making that uh, the music. That all started because, uh, like, a long time ago, like five years ago, I, I met him somehow, and I I just offered to like film one of his shows. So, um, and I did that for free. And then, like years later, when he was doing this Comedy Central thing, it, he he thought of Waverly Films and me. So, um, it worked out. For the Reggie Watts video, where did the group of of dancers come from? There, there, it, it, it's weird. One of the things that I I really find sort of sticks in your head about that video is is the people in it, and, and one because you know Reggie Watts is such a really works very well on camera, obviously because he's such an odd looking guy. But the the dancers, I don't know. There's just something. There's just something about them. They're very. They all work really really well on camera. Where did, where did you get them? Um. The choreographer, who is the lead dancer, is a friend of Reggie's from Seattle. And she cast all the dancers there from uh, New York. I think she might have brought one or two from Seattle. She's the one in the red pants? Yeah. She's a babe, isn't she? She is. She's, yeah. yeah. It was... I'm glad she was the one out front. Yeah, and she gets a lot of camera time, which is nice. Thank you for that. Yeah. And I, uh, <laughs> I ran into one of the dancers uh, recently... And I, I vaguely recognized her. I was like, where do I? She was uh, bartending. And she was wasn't like, in 80s spandex? No. So it was hard. Yeah. It, it was out of context. So it was right. Confused. And Reggie can dance. He's got some moves. Oh, man. Reggie is an amazing dancer. Reggie is one of the most talented people I know. And um, I want to do more stuff. We're working on some more stuff together. Nice. Yeah, Reggie's pretty awesome. We were uh, we saw him from at uh, open for Conan, and we were like in the way back, and it was still kind of like an, an amazing kind of performance, and we couldn't even really see what he was doing. It was just like a it was just like hair in the distance, and it was just awesome. Yeah, cool. He was uh, and since you've known him for a while, has he always had the the gigantic uh, the gigantic fro there? Yeah, as long as I've known him. Nice. Um, well, cool. And and so in terms of the, the, you know, you mentioned the things to look out from you. Um, is there anything on the horizon in terms of uh, of music videos, or is that all quiet for now? Um. Uh, who? I mean, I don't. I don't really know. Mm-hmm. Um. I. I maybe another. Maybe another Chitty Bang. I. You know. I don't really know. So. I don't know. Nice. Well, uh, well, thank you so much, uh, Duncan, for your time. We really appreciate it. You're welcome, and I hope that um, I hope that your website is a great success. 
the podcast world, they uh, call what I'm doing right now stalling. Well, why don't I – here, I can start us off. Yeah, start us off. Okay, so a uh, little bit of backstory on this. I was watching Netflix streaming the other day uh, with my fiance. one of our favorite activities, watching stupid movies on there. <clears throat> and a movie called Arthur came out, 1981, Dudley Moore and Liza Minnelli. And Just remade it with um, Russell Brand. Really? Yeah, holy shit, you didn't know that? Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, it's, uh, it probably was only in the theaters for a few weeks. But, uh... Oh. Yeah, it was like in the theaters already and not already not. Well, anyway, 81 and they made re- they remade another one uh called Arthur 2, which was awful. Um 1988, uh, also with Liza Minnelli and and Dudley Moore. And have you seen the originals, Doug? No. I hadn't seen the one with Russell Brand either. Well, um anyway, the movie's not important. It was the credit music that was important and it was a man named Christopher, and if you're not familiar with Christopher, I am very familiar with Christopher because my family were and still are big Christopher fans. They're actually, naturally well, he's big in Canada, just like Supertramp, which was also music I grew up listening to that my parents, my parents and family played. Christopher uh, is uh, was big in Canada, and he's from Scotland, I think. He's anyway somewhere over in the UK. And American audiences, especially American audiences that are our age in their 20s and, you know, went to prom will recognize the song Lady in Red. Um, I think that, you know, 1989 or something like that. That was his one big hit. But you may not know that Christopher has a very large body of work and he's a very fascinating character for me. Because if you go on my website, adamfairhome.com, and you go onto my about page, there's a section that I call the top five things that ruin a Christopher song. Because he writes great songs, but he just ruins every single one of them. Uh, and I'll read that list out to you now. Uh, the top five things that ruin otherwise good Christopher songs. Uh, number one, saxophone solo. Uh, this is the 80s, though, so that can be forgiven. Uh, number two, falsetto. Number three, awkward guitar solo. C, borderline for this. Uh, as an exemplary example, um, four, a second saxophone solo, and five, just Christopher um, and his unibrow. <clears throat> and like any other artist, uh, when I start thinking about them, I start looking into different music videos that they have. And Christopher has a lot of new stuff, and he's got music videos for that, but nobody gives a shit. We want the classic Christopher stuff, and it's almost impossible as Doug and I briefly found to find like an official video for Christopher stuff. We finally did it on some Russian site. We're going to try to get it up on the site somehow. And that is a song called ship to shore. And just to give you a, a little bit of a, it's it, Christopher handles videos exactly like he handles his songs. It's a great premise, but the execution is just awful. Ship to Shore obviously has some sort of radio contact metaphor going on, and this one, it's the half of it is literally him struggling to operate a ham radio. Um, and it's, I don't know if it's ABBA quality. I don't know if it's ABBA awful quality. Mm, it could be. 
It could be. It's definitely in the same breath. Mm-hmm. But uh, same era, same general. Well, maybe not same era. A little bit after that, but anyway, my picks are not always the best videos. Sometimes they're awful videos, and uh, and that's the one I'm uh, going with today. Christopher shipped ashore. Don't know the director, but probably wasn't one. And if there was one, he's probably dead. Yeah, it's the, uh, my guess is the director was a tripod, mm-hmm. and they just put the tripod. That they were. So Chris and his uh, Chris and his companions are probably sitting in a room, and uh, they're like, "All right, what are the underlining meanings of ship to shore?" And um, obviously, it's longing, it's difficulty, communication, um, and then it's a ship, you know, at its core, and uh, they put those things in the same space. And then set the tripod up. Mm-hmm. And uh, several years later, we talk about it. Today. And that's easy. And everybody goes home early, and everybody, you know, gets a it's good done. Night. And by the end of the shoot, the ham radio actually works. He figures it out. And there's one of those freeze frames at the end. Yeah, yeah. right. And he looks right into the camera. And- <laughs> And then, and then they, and then they save Gilligan off the island. Uh, um, oh well, that uh, that concludes my pick. Okay, that was a very official ending. Uh, my pick of the week is a video that currently on the site is not working. So, oh, what is it? It was working a little while ago when I made my pick of the week, and now that I revisit. It's not working. Well, cutter's back. That's okay. Huh? What is it? Cutter's back. No, I've already. That was already a pick of the week. Uh-huh. Uh, this is a video called "Howlin' for You" by a great band called the Black Keys. Alexa Wolf, um, a sexy assassin with a troubled. Video fast. is uh, kind of. It's directed by Chris Mars Polero, and it's essentially like a grindhouse trailer, like an old school kind of, you know. Now. It's like a, like a grindhouse trailer, like a machete or, or Robert Rodriguez type uh, trailer. It, it, it may even have the voice of the guy that they that Quentin Tarantino and Robert Rodriguez always use for their trailers. And just in the background is uh, is the song. Basically, it's essentially just like what would be the background music to this trailer but it's the length of the song and the whole song is playing and it is the official video for the song but it's just so it's just a really kind of badass video i can't really say much further than that it, like it, it uh it's probably one of the biggest budget music videos i at least seemingly big budget music videos that i've seen uh because there's like horse chases and a lot of like gun violence and like knife fighting and like real, it seems like real weapons. And uh, it's uh, Chris Mars Polero really makes a lot of really unique, cool videos. He does a lot with uh, with uh, with the medium, you know, doing different things with a music video that you don't expect, but still calling it a music video. Um, and this is one of the examples. And if the video would work on the site, I'd be able to tell you some of the actors in this music video. 
Um, I don't but know. I can't. Error, erroring out. I don't understand. I'll have to. I'll have to turn error reporting on and see what the deal is. Okay, but instead, <laughs> um, I mean, some of the people. It's got like Sean White, and it's got a lot of cameos, and it's got what's the guy's name from uh, Different Strokes, who's the older brother. Mm. He's a man on the spot with that. I have no clue. Oh, you and you call yourself a different strokes aficionado. Uh, uh, okay, it's got here's here's an, a list on some other website. What the fuck? Uh, Teresa he uh, Helfer from Battlestar Galactica and um, a couple of other really awesome actors are in this. Um, but it's really cool music video. Oh, and of course, it's got the two members of Black Keys. Um, really cool video. Go watch it. Enjoy it. I sent to Chris Mars Polero. Look at the rest. The rest of his videos are working fine on the site. Probably by the time this this podcast comes out, uh, Howlin' for You will be working just fine. It will be. Wait, what is the site you're talking, talking about? I'm just making Adam look bad at this point. Um... But check it out because I like it. What uh, what other site is this? Oh, I don't fucking know. I'm not gonna tell you that. Because I've is already it closed site, it. Is it a site that does what we do? No, no. It was just I just googled Howlin' for you, oh. and it was like it was probably like some Battlestar Galactica forum. <laughs> it was like check out. See, I've already closed it, and so I can't remember her name now. But she's hot and she's blonde and she's got. Uh, two boobs, and 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 they're pretty. They make uh, they're as much of a character. She is. <laughs> That's a great quote. Uh, she's hot and she's blonde and she has uh two boobs. Yeah, uh, I think uh, that's we got our name of our podcast for this week. <laughs> for this week. Uh, so thanks, everyone. Enjoy your your meals. Enjoy your meals, and uh, we'll join uh, join us next time for another edition of This Week in Music Videos with Doug and Adam. That is not what this is called. music video for this what are you looking for lady in red <laughs> christopher <laughs> <laughs> no wonder you didn't tell me right away lady in red. i've been thinking about christopher lately he's a guy yeah. i think about yeah you're like who's whiter b.o.b or... <laughs> <laughs> i still think b.o.b is whiter how many how many stupid fan made videos? Oh my god! <laughs> Somebody should make a website where there's no fan made videos. I'm trying to find out if this is the actual official video or if this is the stupidest thing I've ever seen in my life. 
Um, let me. Okay, here we go. No, I I hear I. I can't tell if you're frustrated enough to not think jokes are funny. 